0: Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. In places is a Celtic
1: term. A Celtic Christians, ancient Christians, who were pushed to the edge of the North Sea and in England and Ireland, and out of persecution in some of the darkest times in world history. Uh, yet they survived and they not only survived, they thrived. And and one way they did that was by going small, uh, creating bands and and uh, and they basically they weren't uh, like monks we think today, they were warriors.
0: Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast. It's Steve and Garrett live from Manheim PAG. What's up man? Oh, man, it's seventy degrees and sunny
2: outside, land of milk and honey.
0: I know, we, we literally just talked about how nice it would be to do this podcast on the rooftop patio, but... I know. It's a little bit too humid, though. A little too a little too humid. You might be sweating a little bit. Oh, I'm so greasy, See yeah. the sweat stains in the armpits?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a given. That's a given.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Episode 39 is brought to you by Utility Keystone Trailer Sales, offering a wide range of solutions for all your hauling needs. Go to utilitykeystone.com for more info. We are so excited to have our special guest here, Tim Bulky. Tim is the founder of Harbor Ministries, a journey that encourages challenges and inspires leaders to live with rhythm leave a legacy and finish well tim has experienced the challenging and sometimes rough seas of leadership in his roles as an executive leader pastor teacher coach and counselor he is passionate about being a husband and dad and has been married to marcia for more than 30 years they live they have three grown children and live in lincoln nebraska tim welcome to the podcast
1: it's great to be here with you guys what's going on not
0: much i'm In the middle of a crazy week, so he's got the tour bus sitting out front, man. I know it's crazy. It's like we got a rock and roll star here.
1: Yeah, just living the dream. It's really impressive when you pull up and then you get out and you're like, "Uh, okay,
0: (laughs) (laughs) who's this guy? (laughs) Well, Tim, we just love to just let the listeners and viewers just hear more about who Tim Bulkey is.
1: Yep. Yeah, I grew up in Central Nebraska, actually, on a farm out there, and. And I uh, went to college and got a degree in teaching, coaching, and and did that for a little while. Realized real quick that classroom was going to be a little too confining for me. And so got into the organization called Youth for Christ Campus Life and, and uh, led that chapter. Became a real large chapter in the Midwest and did that for a long period of time. And went back and got a counseling degree in the midst of that and just to kind of keep stretching myself a little bit. and. After that, um, went on staff of a large church and was on the senior leadership there and did that for a few years. And in the midst of that, launched this dream of of Harbor Ministry, a uh, uh, organization that could come alongside leaders. And as you said in some of your introduction, help strategic people live with rhythm, leave a legacy in their families, and stay the
0: course and finish well. <laughs> So awesome! We're excited to have you. He's on his uh, how many how many cities and towns is it the Thin Places tour?
1: Yeah, this week we're going to seven cities, in yeah. seven days. Yeah, I am with a couple guys that have done this musically. I've never done it, so they're real excited. I'm like, I'm excited when I get there, but we're <laughs> <laughs> the, the sleeping on a bus, uh, man. That's, that's a new thing for me. So, not a fan no, of that. it's good. Well, it's pretty exciting.
0: Well, we're lucky to have Tim in the Thin Places tour in town today. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but Tim. Are you ready for take five? Let's right. do it. We got his take five blacked out over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, this is mysterious. I like it. Uh, well, we got we got your books here on the table. What's the hardest part about writing a book?
2: I think
1: it's finding the. For me, it comes. The creativity comes in surges, and so you have to commit a lot of time to it. But it's. You're not always feeling productive in that time, you know. So I think it's really carving out the necessary time, getting in the right venues, and to kind of stretch your creativity and shut things down. And mm-hmm. So given committing the time to it was the challenge, but I loved it, and then it happened really fast once awesome. I started writing.
0: Yeah. yeah, awesome. Take five. Question number two: What, where is your favorite place in the world to get away?
1: Favorite place in the world is easy: Crested Butte, Colorado. Man. Been there many years. Went mountain biking there with my friends and for years in college and never gave it up. So still going. It's refuge. Love yeah. it.
0: Love yep. it. All right. Question number three What is one of your favorite childhood moments?
1: Ooh, that's a challenging <laughs> take five there. <laughs> this uh, is a challenging one because
0: I've heard
2: some of your stories <laughs> with your dad and yeah, there's a lot.
1: Yeah, there is a lot there. Um, you know, I mean, wow. Huh? I think off the right it would be fishing you know and kind of the fishing experiences that had you know not only with my dad but friends that was the big go-to thing and on farming it was always busy always working it seemed like a lot but when the rains would come you'd always get away so it was this natural kind of wow this is awesome kind of escape in the mix of the
0: That's pace cool. of life yeah. love it all right question number four for take five what's the best part about living in lincoln nebraska
1: Well, that's also easy. you got to have the Cornhuskers, man. (laughs) (laughs) Nebraska football, right? I know I'm in Big Ten country here, too. But, no, yeah, I love the Huskers. Grew up watching them. Awesome. You guys had a rough year this year. We had a rough year, so we're not (laughs) (laughs) real tough. But we got the right coach in place. There you go. Yeah, we're pretty
0: excited. Awesome. All right, well, final question here. What album or song have you had on repeat lately?
1: Uh, That would be Joshua Tree recently.
2: Okay. Yeah, Joshua.
1: You too. Okay. That'd have been the most listened to over the last month.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's all we got for take five, man. Nice little icebreaker for Tim. What do you think?
2: He 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 was pretty consistent there. I thought, looking at these questions, knowing Tim the way I do, I I I could have. I would have. Yeah, I would have said that he was, uh, that's how I would have answered for him. I knew he was going to nail <laughs> it. I was interested to hear his last one because you are a big yeah, music
1: fan. I'm a huge music fan and love Tom Petty, but I was thinking what was the most recent thing I listened to.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah. Actually, on the thin place tour, we were in Chicago. We had, we got in earlier and we thought on Sunday, so we dropped, had the guy drop us off downtown and tried to get into the Rolling Stones, but couldn't ah, make it. Couldn't ah. make it. It's showing my age there, but, boy, the, the place was
0: rocking from the outside.
1: It was pretty sweet. Wow, oh, that's <laughs> amazing.
0: That's cool. Awesome. Well, we'd love to start kind of with with Harbor Ministries and and just tell the listeners, you know, what is Harbor Ministries all about and kind of what led you to start Harbor?
1: Yeah. You know, I I mean, it came at at its core. I was leading, as I said, a large organization and a lot of staff. We had 45 people on salaried staff at the time and just a really great run, great best of times in a lot of ways. Uh, But in the midst of the leadership journey of that, I began to see a lot of my peers around the country that were struggling you know either getting tired burnout quitting or moral failures you know and that kind of thing that just out of what seemed weariness and not always a good explanation for why but started seeing that developing a burden for that and and so in the midst of leading that uh, kind of what i found out soon was i was gonna need a little bit of refuge and a little harbor time myself before i ever started an organization like that because i hit a wall in my mm. 40s of of just the pace and tiredness and everything that was going on a lot of dynamics to that but I as I did that I and coming out of that harder time I really developed this passion burden that it was time to do something different there were a lot of good organizations out there and a lot of leadership development a lot of conferences but that I didn't want to do a one-shot conference Um, I knew we wanted to do something different that really came alongside people over a longer period of time uh my wiring's relational, and and I want to get right in, in the middle of it with people. So I know I wanted to go small, and we were crazy enough to believe we could start something and even change the world 20 strategic leaders at a time. Getting hmm. in. And if you get the right guys in the room, that can happen. And so that was our belief, hope, and desire going forward when we started it. And, uh, you know, these years later, I believe that more than ever, that that's actually happening. So.
2: It's uh, it's it's interesting, Tim, to kind of uh, think through my journey through this Harbor and Rhythm in 20, um, and I know one of the things I told Steve is, like, hey, we don't want to get into too many of the details about this journey yeah. because, um, you know, and I'm going to plan on sharing this tonight a little bit, but I remember I was introduced to Harbor uh, from a board member, uh, somebody that helps you still out to this day, Dave Zillig, and mm-hmm this was back in 2015 and Dave came to me and was like, Hey, you know, you remind me a lot of um, myself at your age. And I think you'd really benefit from this Harbor thing. I kind of see the pace you're running at. And I, I see what you're doing. And he's like, I just think you ought to apply for rhythm in 20. And I was like, all right. So I went to the website, watched the video, didn't know what it was, but knew I wanted to be part of it. And I think that's kind of a lot of guys that come through it. And I remember calling Dave and saying, oh, Okay, like I'll apply because I trust you, but what am I getting myself into? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And he's like, I can't tell you. And I'm like, Well, what do you mean you can't tell me? (laughs) And he's like, Well, I can't tell you. You know, it's part of Harbor, part of Rhythm and Rogue is this uh, mystery element, and so um, I don't know. Can you speak into that at all, Tim? Because I didn't know. I got on a plane to go to Estes Park, Colorado, in year one. Yep. And didn't know who I was going to see, who I was going to be interacting with. I knew. was going to show up with 19 other guys um and i didn't really know any of them but yeah Yeah. can you talk about the mystery element
1: yeah for sure i mean there is a real intentional uh mystery to it we don't define things out don't don't kind of create lists and and you know uh, agenda or content you know for people that are used to seeing that and used to seeing the step-by-step process what you're doing i just believe we have a god that is mysterious that invites us into the unknown uh, without guarantees of outcome we see that throughout scripture and and i think especially in american culture we box God in we kind mm-hmm. of created what we think this experience this spiritual journey and what christianity is about and and certainly there's some great elements of that but but we've put him in a box and i mean he's wild man i mean you can see that throughout the bible he comes sometimes out of nowhere surprises us with moments Uh, with invitations with challenges and so and i think the other thing is that i had a value on was i I believe god loves risk takers and he's Mm. invited men and women throughout history to take a step into the unknown Mm. and so we thought if we want to get the right people benefit most from this that they got to be willing to take a risk Mm. uh, take a little bit of step of faith for people they don't know and and get around and step into an experience where there's not true definition, but I think they'll know. As Garrett just said, when he watched the video, he had a little bit of a stir, had a recommendation from somebody, and and there was something about it that got you there. And yeah. and and I think coming in with that mindset, that's uh, that's pretty cool because yeah. then you can see where God really starts to get at work with these guys.
2: Yeah, and it's. I remember, I don't remember what year it was. If it was year one, or I remember even. Crested Butte, I remember, like, thinking, like, the third year, I'm like, man, oh, man, I'm heading out there. It's a it's a challenge to get to Crested Butte, Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah challenge. that in itself. <laughs> and I remember you being like, man, you guys risked it. Like, you risked this, this opportunity to, you know, continue in your jobs, continue what God's calling you to do, but you've taken the risk to be here. And so... Uh, it's hard, it's challenging. I think that's yep. part of the Harbor experience is it, it takes a little bit of uh, willingness to kind of get outside the, the norm and get outside your comfort zone yep, a little bit, which sure. I really appreciated yep. about
1: it. Yep, that's that's the hope and challenge all along. So it's good.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I think that kind of leads us in, Tim, to the next piece of that. You talked about this wild, mysterious uh, God that we serve, that we read about throughout scripture. And you just released this book, Uh, Thin Places and so tell us a little bit about your heart behind the book Thin Places Uh, maybe to kind of talk about the concepts of boredom fatigue disappointment Um, kind of what led you to write this book and what it's about
1: yeah you know it's a really personal work I mean and it started really just with me I'm a journaler and I like to write just that's how I process and as I get into kind of extended times of solitude I do a lot of writing but as I did and over the last couple years I began to process what I was writing and felt like there was more that was going on there that I needed to kind of bring this into a more, uh, into a a tool for people, you know, and and it just created great substance. And the idea of thin places is a Celtic term, Celtic Christians, ancient Christians that were pushed to the edge of the North Sea and in England and Ireland and out of persecution in some of the darkest times in world history. Uh, yet they survived, and then not only survived they thrived mm-hmm. and and one way they did that was by going small, uh creating bands and and uh and they basically they weren 't uh, like monks, we think today they were warriors yeah I mean they fought and they protected their beliefs and they protected this practice of seeking God, and it was really because of some of them that scripture was preserved so so it kind of came out of an inspiring reading of these ancient Christians and what they were about, but they had a term for encountering God called thin places. Uh, a lot of people have written about that, talk about that concept, but the idea is uh, uh, when he- moments when heaven and earth collide. And just for a moment, we get a glimpse of how this life was intended to be and get a glimpse into who God is and I think we've all had that when we start exploring that concept we've all had those moments you know whether it's a moment kind of our salvation journey started or times sometimes it's real simple times of a sunset sometimes more profound and dramatic where it just kind of stops you and say God's kind of breaking through and giving us a window into the beauty of what he's created or Uh, window into the character who he is and so i started tracking my journal entries and seeing these moments through harbor ministry journey my personal journey our family they come sometimes in the hardest of times a lot of times they do and and sometimes in the best but started to capture those moments and i just wanted to start to create something that i hope would inspire readers to be more open to those thin place moments when they come
2: can you talk about, or in the book you mention about, um, you know, boredom, fatigue, and disappointment as that you know perfect storm in a lot of leaders' lives? Yeah. Um, can you talk about that perfect storm in your own journey as a leader and as a man, and and why is burnout so common among ministry leaders? Do you think?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, you know, kind of for me, it came in kind of the segment of early '40s, uh, as I mentioned. We we're building a large organization and. And uh, people were sending others to us to kind of see what we were doing, how we were doing it. uh, We were reaching several thousand kids and families a week, and it was a really exciting time. But in the midst of that journey of leading and growing some cracks in the armor, so to speak, were happening for me. And uh, I call, reference it now as a perfect storm, and I can identify it now as I think back what it was and stuff others weren't seeing. But disappointment and fatigue and boredom were the words as you said garrett that came to mind and and uh fatigue you know just off the context of leading an organization we were raising actually millions of dollars at the time you know for different things and it was just it was tiring i mean you kind of had to go up the next day and do it again and and uh, just around that model of a lot of people depending on you that got tired um disappointed and i think honestly i didn't name it but i lost both my parents when i was in my 20s my dad was a big impact person in my life, and and I never really dealt with that. Just kind of pushed on once that was done, once that loss occurred and, you know, went in and threw myself into work and ministry and um, certainly grieved it, but, you know, never really dealt with some of the core stuff around that, of that loss and what that created, and so it was that, I mean, I thought by the time I swore I was going to be a basketball coach at Duke, you know, it didn't turn out, right? <laughs> I did think I was going to be coaching basketball somewhere, that was kind of what my dream was, it didn't happen, and so there was disappointments that kind of settled in, Then boredom, you know, I've done this thing for 20 years, I could do a lot of the work with my eyes closed, and and uh, I don't say that overconfidently, you just, you know, you get into a habit, you do something fairly well, you learn how to do it, and sometimes you settle in and coast. Those things settled in and, and uh, create problems, I think, when men and women. Uh, but when those three things collide and they don't get dealt with, that's when disaster happens, and it was real close for me. Wow. So, uh, making decisions would have compromised family and, and other aspects of what I was doing. But also, when those things do get checked, I think God's used tired, disappointed, bored men to create unbelievable things, Mm -hmm. and really, this Harbor Journey was created out of that moment of, I got to do something different. I got to do something different in my own life. I got to invite others into something different. We got to figure this out. You
0: you mentioned uh, in the in the book, thin places, like not being able to identify those warning signs. Yeah, you know that perfect storm is coming, and you you almost didn't even see it. What advice would you give to men who are kind of headed down that same path, but maybe don't see the warning signs either.
1: Yeah, you know, I think one thing would be just not to not to isolate. Um, and even though I was in a large staff, hundreds of volunteers, a lot of people around, I was isolated because I didn't have a lot of peers, you know, that were leading like I was, I guess, in that context. And so who did you go talk to? And then leading that organization, I had a young family at the time and a wife who didn't necessarily want to hear that I was struggling or doubting, you know, not... Yeah saying that negatively toward her but you know that's a hard time for young families too and and they don't want to know their husbands you know hey i'm kind of in trouble here so you don't talk to your donors you're trying to raise money you don't want to tell them you're having doubts or struggles you're bored or your staff so Mm -hmm. so who do you go to so i would say loneliness is something that takes Mm -hmm. people out and and you can be lonely in a crowd for sure and so i think loneliness in the life of a leader is a significant thing and then I think if you start losing the balance, and I know this is stuff you guys are passionate about, but if you start losing, you know, the balance of physical, you know, exercise and attending to the things that keep us healthy and and uh, stop playing, stop seeking God, you know, in the quiet. I was taking people to places where I wasn't going myself anymore, hmm. and... and in terms of my spiritual journey, and so uh, I needed to kind of circle back and so one other indicator for me was I stopped playing mm. some of the stuff I was mm. most passionate about I was working more, working more, and stopped filling my own tank and doing some of the things that give me energy. Mm. Yeah.
2: Why, um, I, I, you know, we want to, a lot of our listeners are, we get women as well, but a lot of our listeners are obviously men due to the men of iron podcast. But why do you think Tim, through this experience of Harbor, through your experience in leadership, uh, you know, you're still on staff of the church, but talk a little bit about, uh, why you feel church and religion maybe feel so boring and lifeless to a lot of men. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it, I mean, one, I agree. I think it does. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I've heard somebody talk a few years ago that in the context of the church in general, I'm saying today that women are tired, men are bored. Mm-hmm. I mean, women are serving, 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 and, and all kinds of things they're plugging into and they're getting tired. Men are bored stuff. And that's what I've seen. I don't think we're getting called out to a mission that's greater than ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, church in general, and again, I'm speaking in generalities here. I'm, it's on staff of a large church, so but I uh, have have stopped giving challenges, stopped inviting us to take risks. Mm-hmm. I mean if it comes down to kind of sitting in the pew for, you know, an hour engaging here or there, doing some other things, but hey, we're getting in our lives of work, we're getting challenged and called out and pushed and we push ourselves and churches and church isn't doing that. Mm-hmm. But yet the mission's so much greater. So I think We've lost that challenge to men, and, and it's become a very, in my mind, a very passive man that's a part of church that's partly just wanting to get through it.
2: Well, that kind of leads us into that next, that next question here, because we said, you know, you refer to God and the Holy Spirit uh, as a wild goose and, and in your book, Thin Places. And this was a name that was used by Celtic Christians, wild, mysterious, unpredictable, uh, why do we too often try to tame God and put him in a box I mean what you yeah, know well, I think it's safe
1: <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. it's like it makes it safer for us in our experience and so there's it's two-edged sword right I mean we're talking about men that are bored but we've become generally passive too and so why not keep it safe you yeah. know and keep the definition and who God is right there I think I think. Uh, it's an author I'm blanking on that refers to the American church today as clipped the wings of the wild goose. I mean, mm-hmm. we've we've uh, made him, in our minds, tame, mm-hmm. and, and he's not tame. He's going to invite us yeah. into dangerous things, I think.
2: Well, before uh, we get into the Thin Places tour, because that's uh, happening here tonight, um, actually at the location of our office here, but, you know, Tim, I I, I think back to um, my experience through Rhythm in 20, and I just want to wrap this journey up about two years ago. Um, And from year one to year three, and um, there's a, I don't want to give it away because I want it to be like this mystery component, but there's a spiritual discipline uh, that you guys push really hard. And um, from my experience was leaving year one, it was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this in the midst of my chaotic life? Mm. But I remember leaving um, Estes Park and I remember just I remember you said like you're gonna have to fight for this you looked at everybody in that room that day you said you're gonna have to fight for it your schedules your families your jobs life is gonna try to get in the way of this and you're gonna have to fight for it and I committed I remember thinking like I'm gonna write this down I'm gonna commit to this thing Um, and that's changed my life it really Mm -hmm. has it's probably still the reason I'm here uh, leading at Men of Iron I believe it's uh, even when I'm taking those days where I'm practicing this discipline, um, it, it's when I do experience those tempest moments where mm-hmm. God uh, shows up, where where heaven and earth meet just for that moment, you mm-hmm. know. And and you might get maybe it's clarity on something. It might be a little bit of extra strength that you need in that moment. But it's it happens every single time. And I remember it. it it's like any discipline, right? Like we've got to be able to um build it you've got to be able to uh, kind of go out and think I've never done this in my life I'm not going to be perfect at this the first time I do it and it's a practice you got to mm-hmm. takes practice yep. and um, I don't know if you want to speak into that at all I don't want to ruin it for yeah. way that might <laughs> no, be, be on. but
1: no for sure I mean I gotta read the book though See a lot it. about it anyway yeah. so now I think there's a there is a in my mind a very clearly ignored spiritual discipline and that's one of solitude and, and quiet uh, know we talk about you know scripture and prayer and and a lot of the dynamics that are critical and important and and part of the Christian experience Christian life but this is one thing I never heard about ever and in in my you know journey through the through the church and 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 uh, from other Christians and being mentors stuff like that I never heard Mm -hmm. it and so I just think it's a it's nothing new it's an ancient practice you know and we see it starting with Jesus and coming on through the ages, through through all the generations since, that difference makers are ones that quiet down, figure out how to shut off the noise mm-hmm. in their lives, unplug and and listen. I mean, that uh, my belief, thought is that God is speaking to us through the events of our lives and the circumstances and the day-to-day and in the moments, but, but if we're not attending to that, if we're not getting ourselves in a position to actually listen, why? Why is it surprising that we don't hear? Yeah. So so that's something we really dial into and ask people to commit to that practice during the one or two year journey there with us. So,
2: yeah. And it's, it really has. I, and I wanted to share this with our listeners because this has had such an impact on me. Uh, it's now a requirement for our staff. Uh, it's, it's, they have to, they have to do a full day, you know, a month. And um, the other thing that's impacted is all of our mentors and protégés. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now mm-hmm. a spiritual discipline that we're pushing on, mentors and protégés alike. And I can tell you, we talk about getting into the Word. We talk about prayer. Uh, and when we mention solitude, man, we get pushback. Yeah. We get pushback, mm-hmm. but we also, the guys that do it, <laughs> love it. You yeah. know, So, Tim, yeah. just know, man, that your work, what God's called you to do with Harbor, is not just impacting Harbor, uh, but, it's, but it's impacting Men of Iron as well. that's yeah, awesome. Um, just really... Excited about that. So, tell us just briefly. Tell us about the Thin Places tour. What's going on? What are you guys doing here?
1: Yeah. So, we're our hope is. So, we have uh, we just finished the twentieth group of either Rhythm and Twenty or Rogue Rhythm and Twenties, the three-year journey for millennials and Rogue for guys in their upper thirties and up, two-year journey and. And we finished our 20th group and just started 21 and 22, so we're in kind of this new phase uh, of our organization. And one of the passions of mine is to circle back, invest back into people that have been through this, that have finished a journey. Um, we've had guys come from 40 different states into these events and uh, a couple of countries, too, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are out there and, and needing reminders. I think one of the important things is to remember remember how God showed up in the midst of those journeys and remember the remember to not forget the discipline of solitude those kind of things so we want to kind of take the experience of Rhythm and 20 and Rogue on the road uh, for a couple purposes one to gather those that have been through it to get with you guys here that have been through it but equally important we want to want this to be a window an opportunity to invite new people in to get exposed to what we're doing and and uh, invite families and wives, too, to be able to see, uh, wives, I should say, and, and uh, to be able to see what we're about, what we're doing, and get a little glimpse. The Thin Place Tour is uh, what we hope will be an inspiring night that will encourage people to keep pursuing God, to keep mm-hmm. chasing those Thin Place moments, to have the eyes and ears and heart that's open to experience and see God when he does show up.
2: Awesome. Well, tell us, uh, tell the listeners and viewers, how can guys be part of Rhythm and 20 and Rogue?
1: so there's a couple things here it is selective uh people do have to give application um one of the commitments of this was we wanted to go small and have explosive growth of impact just like you're talking about here garrett through men of iron those dynamics that's that's fuel for me and uh, but i think you do that with just 20 guys at a time that's that's been our commitment so to have any group so and then we're talking 20 guys across the country in each group so, but welcome the applications and just knowing that. And, and uh, you can go to rhythmin20.com, that's all spelled out. And if you're in the mid-20s, to upper 30s, uh, go to that site, fill out an application. And then and, and roguejourney.org. For upper thirties and up, and that gives you a, a lot of information. Still, a lot of mystery at those websites, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's a video there you ought to watch, and and uh, if you feel a stir, I tell people, and watching that video, you'll know. Yep. And uh, get that application in, and uh, we have all the groups are full for 2019, honestly, but we'll have uh, three new groups, likely four in 2020. So this is a good time to get in on the front
0: end of several new groups that are coming. Awesome. Yeah. We'll make sure all these links are up there and dot com as well. We'll get you there. Okay. Yes, yeah. it will. Right, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. It's going to be a fun night tonight. It's it's I can't
2: wait, man. I can't wait. I, I, uh, I love what these guys do and you know, it's hard as an organization to really, um, it takes work. I do believe that we need to collaborate and, mm. and it's, it's hard sometimes to find organizations that <laughs> I say this very vulnerably that you trust and, 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 yeah you know, that you're completely on board with. And I've said it from day one, man, like I just, I'm all on, all in on Harbor and I love what they're doing and how they're doing it. And, um, you know, there's been a couple of guys that I've recommended and, and, uh, if you're a leader and you're leading at a high capacity, uh, and you feel like you're tired, like you're worn out and, uh, like you're just not quite sure you've got enough in the tank to keep going. Mm. Uh, I highly recommend you apply. Cause uh, that's where i was at in 2015 and uh it just did something god god did something big through my experience in there so i just highly recommend it believe in tim believe in his team and uh, love what they're doing
0: awesome well, thanks again tim for joining us you can go to harper to find out more info on rhythm and 20 and rogue thank you to our sponsor utility keystone for more info on the men of iron podcast go to men backslash podcast you can find us all over the place, man. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. Some some podcast we do. So, so if you're interested in getting your business or brand out there on the podcast, let me know. Yeah. All right. Episode 39. We're out. Thanks, guys.